Hey, thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of Culture and Country. Today we have another one of my Culture and Country Carolina cousins. Um, she hailed from the let's see the low the lower part of Richland County. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and look, I've been doing she her. Got large stand up. Look at that. See, see. See, look, she brought the country. She don't wear shoes. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, so my good friend is Jaleesa Washington Price. How are you? I am well, Terrence. How are you? Oh, Holding man. up during COVID. I'm trying. I'm trying Everything to. Everything that's going on. Yeah, hold up during COVID. Um, you know, rock with my, my folks that are here marching and protesting, seeing what I can yeah. do. How can I help? From a from the standpoint of someone who hires law enforcement, yeah. I, I tell folks like, "Hey, let, let's let's have some real dialogue because you know, like I've always said, I wanna, I, I got a, let's see, I guess you could say, what they say, I, I had to drink from the fire hose with all the knowledge that I got in the position I hold, and I want to share it with people so that we can really get real change. So yeah, most definitely." Most definitely. Well, you know, this, I mean, I'm dealing with some of the same too. Just trying to, to figure out how I can be, do the, the my best work and be helpful to the cause. Because, you know, as you know, we're in a very pivotal moment in our country. So, you know, I want to be able to look back and say that I participated in every way that possible. So, um, it's good to keep these conversations going. Most definitely. It, exactly. Exactly. And I mean, like you being in. I guess you would say like the the epicenter of it being being in DC now. Um, yeah. How how does that feel? Is that a good question? I think. How does that feel being there? No, it's real, right? Like I, I think everybody's feeling it across the country, but being in DC, not only where um, a number of protests um, have been happening, but also being in the city where um, legislators, the Congress, can make an actual change. Um, to what's going on. Um, you have, you have um, Senator Harris and Senator Booker and the Congressional Black Caucus who introduced uh, a very robust crime bill, um, mm-hmm. policing bill in the last couple of weeks. And today I know the Senate was um, was discussing it. And, it, you know, it's, it's time that these elected officials really start getting serious about this issue. And, it, you know, luckily the protesters and the activists are holding their feet to the fire um, and applying pressure. So I think we, I think we're going to see some, some real stuff coming out of it. So, it, you know, it's interesting to be in DC, just seeing all this happening on the ground. Um, but also too, like I said, you know, this is a big moment in history. So, you know, we all got to put everything, all our efforts in to make sure we get the right outcome. You're, no, you're spot on. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I guess you, you say we, some people may hear this as like, yeah, we're a little biased with Senator Harris and Senator Booker with, <laughs> with our experience with them. But, I mean, it's, it's necessary. And one of the things, too, like, you, you know, like myself, we know all these folks, like, up and down the ladder of politics and justice. I mean, from yeah. senators to congressmen and women to legislators to state senators. And I, I think... Like you say, like it's truly time to to hold people accountable, but I think this is a great opportunity to truly build that ladder from from national to state to even local. So, I, I don't know. It's, it's like with with everything going on, 
it's just, it's just so much. I almost feel like antsy even like talking about it. I feel like I haven't even got to a state where I can calmly discuss things, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, I definitely understand that. But I think, well, you have, in my opinion, and you know, shout shout out to our home girl who who always. I was talking to Crystal earlier today. She always talking so about. Did I. <laughs> she was talking about I'm a black woman and I ride for black men. And you know what I'm saying? That is, That's that, true. that is her mantra. And so it's like you, black woman, young, um, from here, from, from the South. And when I say here, I mean the South in general, understanding yeah. what we go through, but also what we've been through. Does that even kind of, kind of change your narrative? I'm guessing it does. I mean, doing what you do, but also having that too, like being yeah. a black woman. No, most definitely. Uh, Chris, like you said, Chris is a good friend of, of both our eyes and many people in South Carolina. Um, and whenever I need, you know, some a, a real talking to or just somebody needs some North Main guidance. Exactly. I call I always feel all Crystal and I, I know she does the same to me. Um, but you know, in every room we ever walk into, we we carry not just you know ourselves in the room. But we carry black women in the room with us. And I think people like Crystal and myself, we wear that as a badge of honor, but also as a responsibility. Um, not only am I a black woman, I'm a black woman from the South. And, you know, mm-hmm. that comes with a black woman from the rural South. <laughs> that comes with a whole different <laughs> perspective, you know, than other black women. So a lot of times, you know, in these rooms, even with what's going on right now, Right. I think it's important that black women are a part of the conversation, part of the activism that's going on. Black women from the South are a part of it, too. Um, you know what? Policing looks totally different than it does to us in the South um, than it does in, in places in these big cities. You know, it's very it's a, there's a lot of you know racial bias that goes on. But, you know, we can feel it, uh, uh, you know, totally different sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. We. I know you know this, Terrence, like especially some of these you hear about from your uncles and your aunties about how they know for sure police officers, you know, at night they take they, um, their their badge off, but then it, at night you, you see they can put their hoodie on, right? Like, so it, it runs yeah. deep in the South. Um, so we have to bring that perspective to the, to the, to the table in the conversation as well. And, and I think, I think that's a, you, you bring up a, a very valid point. Like hearing those stories, and you, you know me, I, I I love to read and reading some of some of these books that I have, and even even here in my county, like buying books locally in in Edgefield County, like about the history of the county and of the state, and you just read this stuff, and you're you know when you read it, you feel like it's so far away or like you're so far removed from it, but then when you mm-hmm. really check the context and look at the years in which it happened, you were like, hold on, why am I in my thirties and it's 2020 and the stuff I read, I can now flip on the TV and I'm seeing it again. Like something's wrong yeah. here. Like how, how are we yeah. redoing all this? But yeah, but with, with that said, um, not, not to take away from, cause I know, I know we, we talk about this a lot, like with so much going on and the, the burden that you, well, that we all bear, like to, to just be, be, be the folks that are being out here on on the front lines, um, in the boardroom. I, w- I always like to kind of decompress, if you will, and we switch it up. We just pull it back because 
I don't want I don't want to gas people up the whole time because they be like, yeah, yeah, no, no, hold on, hold on, let's <laughs> let's figure out, let let's let's talk about it, let's figure it out. <laughs> but um, but with that kind of you know kind of taking a step back, and you know I always say like feel free to talk about whatever you want to talk about, like even if it's yeah. if it's something that you just want to get off your chest because I know that you know life is changing for you. That's your business, so it ain't my place to talk about it. But uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And congratulations. I'm proud of y'all. But Yeah, we definitely got to give some context that people think will be like, what is going on? So yes, <laughs> I, <laughs> I am expecting having another uh, a kid soon and <laughs> super excited about it. <laughs> hey, so y'all, what y'all, y'all gonna do a junior? Justin going for that junior? <laughs> <laughs> if we do a junior, it's gonna be Jaleesa Junior. <laughs> ah, look at that. <laughs> Hey, see Justin, I'm out here. I'm rooting for you, man. I'm rooting for you. <laughs> but, but with you know, even even with that, you know, kind of not just looking at the negative we find in the world, because you said some very important that I think a lot of people don't experience sometimes. Not just about coming down south, but coming to the country, like, yeah. like for real, for real. You know, I, I've been to your grandmother's house, like, man. Yeah. I like it out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know me. I'm yeah. country. I like it out there. But yeah. how how has that shaped you? And I guess it's like a two-part because kind of like a, we, we told the world what's going on right now with you and your family, the expansion of your family. How has that shaped you? And, yeah, I guess it's just go go for it. Freestyle that thing. Like kick your shoes yeah. off. No, that, you know, that, uh, me and you talk about this all the time, but that is who I am and has definitely shaped my, just my world vision and just my motivation in life. Um, growing up where I'm from in rural South Carolina, I grew up in such an environment of, of family and community that I, I always felt, I felt like I could do anything, right? Because I just felt like I had a support system, like I could try you know, the craziest of the craziest jobs because I knew my family or the people in my community had my back. Or if I had an idea about something, I knew if I executed it, people were going to have my back. I remember in church, I, one time I, I had to be either in middle school or maybe ninth grade at the oldest. Oh, these are the uh, best I, memories right here. Oh, my God. I had <laughs> to... Um, I, I had idea that I was gonna be um, like Spike Lee. I wanted to to um, <laughs> make movies. I wanted to uh, I wanted to do plays. I actually wrote a play um, and went to my mom, went to some folks in the church, and got folks to actually act in my play. And like we did it at church. I wrote the script. People like it was just it was just amazing. But it was an idea that I came up with. It was a passion of mine. And like folks really rallied behind me. That, that's to, beautiful to help though. Me see my dream come true. Yeah, right. And like, I growing from that, I always knew, you know, if having that, like I said, having that support system, I could do whatever I wanted to do because I knew I had I had the support. I knew that I had the people behind me that motivated me. So that always like kind of pushed me to to want to do more, but also also wanting to give back too. So now you know. As every you know, job or career that I take, or every every position I take, I also always want to be in a position where I could give back or help help the folks either in my community or folks that or folks that look like me. Um, 
mentors at, at being a mentor or, or being a, or, or being a mentee even, I take it very serious mm-hmm. uh, because the mentors in my life, I mean, they have just shaped my career and shaped my life. Um, so when folks come to me and ask, can I be a mentor to them? You know, I take it, you know, as a badge of honor, but also as, as a serious, um, as a serious job and task. So, and again, that comes from where I grew up. Yeah, um, the community. It's that community. Yeah. You know, as, like I said, as I said, we're expanding our family. Um, love DC. I, we're probably going to be there for a while, but I ultimately want to reside in a place where I have that sense of community, um, either in South Carolina. So I know it will be somewhere in the South for sure. <laughs> oh, man. I think, but you, you, but yet again, that's a unique perspective because a lot of people don't have memories like that. Like, yeah. You you know me. I, I've been uh I, I tell people I've been a serial entrepreneur since I was about twelve. So <laughs> and, and and it's funny, you say you wanted to make movies. Man, I just want to make music. I, I I remember being a little boy and I, I met Tony Mercedes and Deuce. I oh, told my wow. uncle, I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna do booty shape music. That's all I wanna do. <laughs> I'm gonna move to Miami. That's what I'm gonna do. And he was like, I don't think that's gonna work out. I was like, whoa, Listen. you hating on my dreams? I said, nah, <laughs> I just don't think that music going to last that long. <laughs> you know That's it. It's, it's still going. It's just making a little changes now. <laughs> That's it. That's it. But, but no, nah, these are these are all like unique perspectives. And for me, it's all about just being being that level of, of country and wearing it with a badge of honor. I feel like, yeah. you know, some people always say like, oh, you country, you country. I'm like. I don't know where you from, but that's not an insult to me. Exactly. You know exactly. I'm like, I and pre- it's something, you know, we have to lean. I definitely, as older I get, I lean into because, you know, it, we don't see or we don't hear or see people that look and talk like us either on TV or in some of these boardrooms. And then sometimes you can be intimidating. But, no, I I am very proud of where I come from. Um, and I have no desire to change that. So. Uh, Exactly. I, I tell people, I, I talk like this for a reason. I can't 100% yeah, exactly. tell you why, but I appreciate it. But exactly. The, the nerd in me watched um the Apple, was it, WWDC conference live, whatever. And hearing Tim Cook talk, I was like, man, where is Tim Cook from? That boy talked like he is from Horry County somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All the way out there in Palo Alto. But you yeah. can't hide that accent. So yeah, you can, and there's no need to try. Look, lean into it. Yeah, own it. Come on, appreciate a dirt road and a good pickup truck. Come on. Yeah, exactly. So, with with all all this stuff going on, what's the? I guess like as, as things are progressing and changing, um, you do a lot of things. So I, I always let people kind of open up their own floodgate of what what they do, but um. I guess we, and for the people listening, me, me and Jaleesa, we, we've done a podcast that we didn't put out because, like, the whole world erupted the week yeah, it was supposed to come out. We did. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we were just talking about quarantine. I think you were cooking. Um, yeah. I think I seen on your IG, you gave Justin a haircut. Very brave, man. <laughs> That's a lot of love over there in their house. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so on the horizon of of what you what you do, if you if you care to share or how deep you want to go with that, because yeah. I, I, 
I always like people to get a chance to know like who a person is. My my little saying is don't just read the headline, actually read the article. So this yeah, is you. Yeah, that's the word right there. I'm telling you, man, I'm putting that on a t-shirt. Like <laughs> I'll, I'll buy that. I am gonna hold you to that. Y'all heard it. But but yeah, just just share. Just unpack. Kick kick your shoes off. You 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 a lady with child. You shouldn't have no shoes on. You should be chilling yeah, right I now, don't. making no, just to do stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It is my life right now. Yeah, so most of, like so. What I do right now, I I, I wear a lot of hats, but currently, um, I am VP of political at um, iHeartMedia, and based in DC. Um, Ooh, that sounds have... good. What do I send my resume? <laughs> you know, you already know. You know the plug. That ain't a problem. <laughs> uh, so what does that mean? That is that I am the point for all. Um, progressive and democratic organization when it comes to iHeartMedia. So you see the radio ads, you hear, or you see digital ads, um, either for a specific candidate or organization. I am the point person for um, those creative and amazing ads you're seeing. Mm. And our number one mission is to get Donald Trump out of the White House right now. So I'm working with a number of organizations, uh, particularly campaign, of course, Priorities USA, number of other groups that are, um, you know, trying to get the word out about Donald Trump and get him up out of there. Um, and before that, what did I do? So before that, I had the pleasure of working for Senator Kamala Harris on her presidential campaign, which was a tremendous honor. Um, I learned so much um, and built a great relationship with her on that campaign trail. Um, and we did some amazing work in South Carolina and around the country. Um, and before I joined her campaign, I worked uh, for the DCCC, the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, um, had a few roles over there, um, ended as chief of staff before joining Senator Harris' campaign. And just, you know, before that, like, knowing, getting no Terrence and those through the campaign world, worked on a number of campaigns, and just been doing this political roller coaster for some years, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which it has been a roller coaster. Oh, the roller coaster. All of the roller coasters, but you know, we learn so much, meet some great, great people, and I think we we put in some good work. So, uh, um, so so, so for everybody listening, y'all y'all heard all that. Like, I mean, she she kind of skimmed through it. it. It's almost like you gave an acceptance speech, and <laughs> you were able to to scale it back. But Jaleesa, that's a lot. You yeah, know. I mean it. It is a lot. Uh, sometimes I I forget. Oh, when you're doing the work, sometimes you just forget, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. I I get it. And 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 I think for for those listening, it's like to get into those spaces and to, in my opinion, correct me if I'm wrong. I say you you've always shown up as your authentic self. Hundred percent. And I, yeah. and I I think even going back a little farther than what we talked about, like being a mentor, but also being a mentee to to those, you know, that you that you glean from. Yeah. How did how did that play a part? Like taking 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 a little girl with pigtails oh that wanted God. to be yeah. Spike Lee <laughs> into you know what I mean? <laughs> into yeah. that world. Like, what do you I guess you say like, how was that first day? Let's let's go back to presidential um, this cycle, um, working for Kamala Harris. Like how how was yeah. that 
Well, I don't know. Wherever you want to start at, honestly. Go for it. Yeah. Well, I'll start by talking about just the, the mentors I've had in my life and how it kind of got me to this point. Um, I, you know, we we talk about this, Terrence. It, some of the jobs that I've had or, or my peers have had, we didn't see that. Like, we didn't see some of these roles growing up. We just, no. we just didn't know people in these positions, right? So we didn't even, I never knew I could be, you know, a VP of a major media company. I just didn't know because I didn't know those positions existed. I definitely didn't think they existed for somebody that looked like me. Um, so having, you know, mentors in my life that have either walk a path that kind of guided them either, you know, in the direction I'm trying to go um, to give me that guidance was super helpful, even just bouncing ideas off of them. Um, and always, I think, and when I'm mentoring other, you know, Black women or other um, younger folks, I, I don't try to give them an answer. I try to give them advice and let them make the decision, but try to, we you know, help them mm-hmm. think through and talk through the um, decision that they are making, but, you know, there's never a wrong decision, right? A path that's for you is for you. Um, and as long as you're doing the work, you are, you're going to always succeed. So that has always been, been very beneficial for me. Um, so <laughs> some, it, you know, it's, it's been some hard times in some of these jobs, especially on presidential <laughs> campaigns. I mean, you know, this Terrence, I worked on Hillary campaign and I worked on yeah. Sarah Harris campaign. And there were very lonely days because, you know, when you in the decision making seat, you get blamed for everything. You get oh, everything your fault. job. Everything's your fault. You get none of the reward when things go right. Um, so you just have to be able to, you know, deal with that and know that. Um, but also have a have a bigger picture and a bigger goal in mind. Um and you know, I'll tell anybody, your work will speak for you louder than anybody can. So mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, a model that I've always try to try to kind of take with me um, in any role. But, you know, the pres- presidential game can be um, can be daunting. Um, it can be, you know, long hours, as you know, um, <laughs> you know, everybody got elected officials fussing and yelling at you. You got your staff frustrated, um, but you you do the job because you know you're working for the person you think can be do the best for you and your community and True. for the rest of the country, period. And you always have to know that and, and, and believe that um, to help you get up every day and keep grinding because, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. And, man, <laughs> I get it. I, I don't even, you know, I, I don't jump too deep down down the rabbit hole of my own stuff. But, yeah, I get it. Wearing wearing multiple hats can definitely burn you burn you out, honestly. No. Um so I like I said, like I, I think you have one a, a unique positioning, like from coming from here in South Carolina, because I think I was talking with somebody about this a couple of weeks ago, like how many folks from South Carolina that are in our our peer group are doing, you know, the things in D.C. I'm not saying that they aren't there, but it's like for South Carolina to be, it's a small state, but it's big yeah. enough that it should be more people, right? Yeah. For it to be what it is, you know, first in the South, every presidential primary, like all these folks yeah. come through here and all this and all that, like, and they come early, 
Like we get yeah. that before they announce everything. Everybody's at is at Jim Clyburn's fish fry. Yep. Yep. Whether you're a candidate sure. or you just showing up and try to dip your foot in the toe to see, you know what I'm yeah. saying? See if people know who you are and will they receive you. But I, I think outside of just politics though, you know, getting into kind of like what make what make us, I guess you could say unique. And I think you hit on it when you talked about that community aspect and the family and, and your faith and your church community and just being able to, I guess you could say cultivate teams. Yep. Because, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm guessing like looking back, you've probably maybe taken on some leadership roles very young. Yeah. Whether you knew what they would turn into or not. Like, yeah. Yeah. So outside of your your play days, <laughs> um, man, I, hold up. Before we get off this play, hold on. I got, I got, I got to go back to this play. No. Like, man, I, I think no you idea. Ask, I can't remember too much about it. You can ask. No, no, <laughs> I no. was actually talking to my mama about it, trying to, cause she she remembered. She actually reminded me of it. But yeah, you couldn't tell me I wasn't gonna be Spike Lee, <laughs> and, and that's what <laughs> I was gonna be Tyler Perry before Tyler Perry. I think. <laughs> Like, I, I'm, I'm saying, like, we got to figure out how to get this to somebody that's working on something, <laughs> right? Just get this conversation. And My like, next career move is going to be coming for Tyler Look, man, it's, a, it's enough talented people out there. I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm in the market to, you know, I, I take pictures, so I do photography stuff. But I'm in the market to buy some new cameras. Like, hey. And I'm like, I'm just going to buy them. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but I got an idea. You know what I'm saying? So... So yeah, so it's like I don't know. I don't want to do all the talk, but I got to make sure I, I, I loop you in and feel free to, to step over and jump jump in. But it's like this whole concept that honestly, I, I created this concept during a pandemic. Like, so yeah. that has been so daunting and scary and unworldly or otherworldly. Like, how has that experience been? Because almost like with so much going on, we've almost like forgot that, you know, I, there's, I, a, yeah. there's a pandemic going on. We're like living yeah. in it. So yeah. we're no, it's it's def, You are 100 percent right, and it's some people like you said, which I, you know, you you've been talking about this idea for a long time, and I always I definitely have been encouraging it. So I'm glad that you're doing it. I'm honored to be a part of it. Yeah, it took the world um, shut down for the <laughs> it took the world shut down. But you know, for me, um finding out, discovering that I was pregnant in the middle of a pandemic was of course uh, you know scary. Oh my God, I didn't even think about that part. <laughs> oh my God. It was I was excited and then, you know, it once it settled, I was like, oh my God, now, you know, how do you I care for a child or we have a healthy pregnancy in the middle of this. Um, and luckily, you know, my husband and my family been helping, um, just making sure I'm staying safe and that, um, you know, we are, we all are staying, staying safe. So, um, I won't catch the coronavirus, but it's, you know, it's very interesting times that we're living in. Um, and I, I know, I don't want to keep harping on my work with Senator Harris, but no, honestly, go for it. one of the reasons I supported and worked for Senator Harris, um, um, her presidential campaign, she was one of the first few senators um, that I've ever heard of really elected official on the national level really, to talk about black maternal mortality. 
Mm. And you had Black women who were dying at alarming rates during childbirth, not because of, you know, that we were predisposed to any kind of diseases or um, or anything like that, but simply because the health care system was not paying attention to us during childbirth. Mm. Um, we would have pains and, you know, the doctors and nurses would tell us, oh, we'll be fine. Um, we're most likely to get preeclampsia. It's so many issues around it. So Senator Harris was one of the first to really bring attention to this and really introduce a bill in the in the Senate. Um, and me, I wasn't pregnant then, of course, when I was working for her, but um, just watching her um, really pay attention to that issue, you know, just, of course, had me all in. So being a woman in my 30s, um, having my first child in Corona, in the midst of coronavirus, and just, you know, I have the luxury of having support um, and being on these doctors' necks. <laughs> I think about <laughs> these mothers who don't have that that luxury. Yeah. Um, and who, who's going to be the one advocating for them? What are we doing to make sure that they, you know, the next generation of Black kids are being brought into a healthy environment? Um, so those are the kind of issues that now that I have kind of the luxury of having a job that lets me work on other stuff, but also champion on issues that I believe in. Um, you know, that's some of the stuff that that I'm definitely um, giving money to and um, behind the scenes working on um, to make sure, you know, we can raise our children, our black children in a healthy environment. No, you that that's a, a great point. I, I want to pivot pivot on, on that. Well, I'll finish this statement. No, I I think that that is huge. That is, I'm glad you touched on that because um, uh, which which episode was that? See, look, I got episodes now. I'm trying to think. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think yeah, me and Gun, me and Anton Gun was talking about it. You know the work he's doing at MUSC, and mm-hmm. I brought up the the topic of like you know, um, black mothers, and mm-hmm. I was like, you know what's what's happening here? Like how are we as a country failing? you know, another group of people that are black yeah. and brown. And, and yeah. so, you know, he elaborated, went in pretty deep and to, to also, you know, for you to share what, you know, those feelings around it, like, Hey, it's, yeah, it's like, yeah, some, some people have a little bit more isolation than others. Um, I'm guessing you love your job and they probably have a great benefits package. So, yeah, but you, you know, think about where you're from though, but where, yeah. where we're from, like, that's to, not the case. Yeah, it's not even. Our Republic, the Republicans in the state shutting down rural hospitals. Exactly. You know, people driving, you know, hundreds of miles to get to a hospital. It's just, it's it's sad. It's it, sad but it's also something that motivates me, and I know other people like you too, to want to do more for our it, state and the people in these rural areas. Exactly. And, and, and one of the things I'm always stressing to people is, just the system. Like we know the system has failed, not just us, but everybody. And especially in rural South Carolina, I I don't care if you're black or you're white, if you're rural and you're viewed as poor, it becomes classism outside of racism. Yep. And you just think about like what during, during Nikki Haley's term as governor, the first Mm -hmm. hospital to close was in her hometown. Yep. Yep. Crazy. Like beyond crazy. Yeah. How, how do you, you know? And so, and then some, some too, cause I, I mean, another one of our, our Carolina brothers, um, 
with, with Bakari. I, I just finished Bakari's book, and he talked about complications his wife had having their twins. Yeah. yeah. And and yeah, I'm just tying it all together like, huh, okay. And he was also a supporter of Senator Harris. I'm like, huh, that probably all really tied tied in together. I get it now. Yeah. But just, just hearing, yeah. like, it's not just something foreign that you read about uh, on a CNN headline. This is, you know, it's like it's a real thing. But then being able to think about it and really think it through on the front end. Like, I know you. You Like you said, you stand on the doctor's neck. I, I know you. I, I I pray for y'all, but I know you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, That's right. Exactly. For, for anybody listening that don't know Jaleesa, just say, like, it's one of them. <laughs> I know you, and you give that that eye look, that one eye. Yeah, that's right. You, you'll be good. So, <laughs> but I mean, like even even with that, like what's your what's your thought on a doula? I, I know a lot of people talk about that. What are your thoughts? If well, you so care I, to share, of course. I Erica Badu, who I am a huge fan of, is an doula, and I that's she your doula. She doesn't know. I want to. She does it for like random people. Like she does. Um, so if anybody on this podcast has a connect line there, I do hit your girl up. <laughs> no, I, I, may, I may know somebody, but we'll talk about it all that. <laughs> that is something also too, you know, I was actually having this conversation with um, a nurse, a black nurse um, at my um, OBGYN who we were talking about doers. Um, and luckily the doctor that I'm see in DC, um, I, they connect you with a midwife as well as a doctor um, to kind of help through the process. But we were talking about a doulas and she was even talking about how hard, and midwives, how hard it is to become, for black women, to become midwives and a doulas just because of, you know, the, the certification um, and just the barriers, right, um, mm-hmm. for it to happen. But that, you know, in, in, in another, not another world, you know, my next venture, um, I that is something that I would also love to help champion, right? Like helping find the funding for more Black women to go into that, right? Because, you know, it, I think some, that would definitely be something to help us through childbirth is to have somebody with us in the room with us throughout the whole process that looks like us and understand the stuff that we go through during childbirth. So I'm a big advocate of it and for it. No, I, th- I think that's, man. Because, and, and I'll tell you, like, I first was introduced to, to even the word and I feel like every everybody that told me about it they were like, yeah, because Erica about do one. I'm like, okay. Um I don't really and know I what that means. And I, I I love her for even bringing that attention to it to you know for people because a lot of people didn't haven't heard of it. So Erica Badu kind of talked about it. Yeah. And I she's talked about maternal mortality. Um and one of the reasons why she became um, became one. And that man, that's oh man, that's just huge. Like you got me. I was like, who do I donate to? I, I need to send somebody some money. <laughs> no, we do. That's something, too. I want to help find out, like, what are the organizations that are um, recruiting and, and training more black doers and midwives, most definitely. Oh, yeah. This is this conversation here is going to definitely keep me up about 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm, I'm going to figure <laughs> out where, where they teaching classes at. Can I send people there? How long is the certification? This may sound weird. Can men be doulas? I don't know. Like, That's a good well, you let me know when you find that out. I, I got like, you. I don't think I'm like send my husband to a doula class before this pregnancy. There comes. you go. There you go. You're like, we're going to Lamaze and doula class. Exactly. <laughs> but 
so so with 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 all this and everything that we we talked about, um, what's the the downtime for you? Like, what's what's your kickback? What what are you what are you doing right now? I don't know if it's music or what are you oh. you watching, reading? Yeah, it's a combination of things. Um, really, honestly, sleeping. This is that is one <laughs> of the joys of being pregnant. You get the best sleep ever. So sometimes I literally. I don't even know I'm falling asleep. I'll be up watching TV, and next thing I know, I'm out. And I wake up the next morning like, I don't. How did that happen? Oh my god! So yes, that is definitely one. Music is always a uh, escape for me. Um, I love music. Always listening to it. Um, so I definitely do that. Um, movies. A movie buff because you know I'm supposed to be Spike Lee and Tyler Perry. So. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think I've watched all of Netflix, so. Hey, (laughs) you sound like me. I've ran out of things to watch. Yeah, and also, too, like, I think one of the benefits of what's been going on with COVID um, and being sheltered in places, having the opportunity to reconnect with people, um, you know, that we, I haven't, just haven't had the time to. um, So that has been, like, a a good project that I enjoy. Like, you know, either people from high school, people in college, or just people back home who I just had talked to a while, but just checking on, seeing how they doing, how your mom and them, um, yeah. and just, you know, hopping on the phone with folks and just catching up. So that has been good. Oh, so, no, you sound, you sound like me. I, I have become <laughs> my, my grandmother just calling people. <laughs> yes. Like, Hey, Same. Same. <laughs> that's it. It just hear me hollering. I'm walking through the house FaceTiming folks. Like, yeah, yep. what's happening? Same. What you, what you doing? Same. See you growing your hair people, out. You know? <laughs> exactly. That's it. The people appreciate, especially people who, you know, it's a lot of people who are home alone, um, especially older people. So checking in with aunties and them and making sure, you know, mentally they're good and physically they're good too. True, true. <laughs> nah. So, all right, we didn't, we didn't done a lot of talking. And I know you're on the move, so I know your time is limited. Um, you know how I like the, well, yeah, you remember, you know, you know the format. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess I would say this. So during this, this quarantine time, is there anything that you, I guess you would say like learned about yourself or I guess with the Ooh. time, had the time to explore about yourself uh, or your mate I, since you married. So, you know, I ain't yeah. married yet. Listen, we just spent, this is the most, I think, because I'm, you know, both of us, our jobs, we travel a lot. Um, so this has definitely forced us to, to, to really get get to know each other on a different level that we didn't even realize we needed to be on, um, you know, before, uh, which is a great thing. Like we, we are, we've had so many conversations and just learning so much more about each other um, that I, you know, it's a level of appreciation. Um, I think something that I'm learning with me, you know, I'm pregnant. I just discovered that I'm pregnant. Well, not just, but I'm going into my 18th week. Um, So I'm doing a lot of research and reading on just, you know, pregnancy uh, and just having a whole another appreciation for women, period. Um, Just the process of childbirth is just so, it's just, it just opened my eyes to just so much about myself and my body. Um, and just this process that I, <laughs> I, I mean, I called my mom often and just thank her because 
I'm like, I don't know how you did this. <laughs> but it's like your whole body changes, right? Like your your body is adapting to give birth to, and it's just it's forcing me to be self selfish. It's, I'm, I'm, I I, I want to eat the right things. I want to drink the right things because I'm you know have this human growing in me. Oh, you're um, a DC. You're a vegan now. <laughs> I ain't made it that far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laying out pork a little bit, but I get I'm still, it. Your girl still like the chicken. <laughs> yeah, uh-uh. uh, but so, yeah, that has been one thing. And also, too, with all that's going on um, with the protests. And and like I said, like we're in like just such a historic time. Um, I just have been just researching and finding multiple ways where I can be helpful, even yeah. if I'm not in the streets, um, applying pressure um, or doing something to, to kind of benefit or be helpful to the cause Um, because that's important too like it's going to take all of us and so many different avenues and lanes to to make sure this is just not you know a moment in time where we raise hell for a little while and we go back to business as usual because that cannot happen so that has been like you know also to 50 percent of my my time um is is figuring that out as well not uh, man, that is. <laughs> I don't know. All I can do is like kind of just chuckle at like, man, that's that's a lot. Yeah, I, I didn't even no, think about like you. You got this. Well, not really downtime. Like I mean, parts of the world are working again. If you work from home, you know all this and all that. But then going through a pregnancy and having some of that downtime to just learn, like what yeah. is this like? What is happening yeah. right now? Yeah, I mean this. This is I'm looking up schools and which is the best daycare. When do I start? Oh Jesus, <laughs> it's a get, lot. It's get a on lot. them waiting lists. Them daycares. <laughs> oh my boy. God, you know I've started that already. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, the, the good daycare waiting list is ridiculous. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So all of that is a. It's my. It's a new normal. <laughs> boy, I, I get it. But I mean, I think it's I think it's dope like, that you you're in that space and you're able to do it. And like I said, shouts out again to well, one shouts out to you, but shouts out to Justin. I feel like sometimes people forget about daddy. You're right. <laughs> you right. Even though daddy don't do much work, but daddy, nah. <laughs> that's not true. Right? I, I, like I said, I have a tremendous support and help, and he. If I cough too loud, he's running. Nah. What's wrong? <laughs> hey, man, that, that, that boy Ray's right. That's a good fella from Carolina. That's but, right. Another, <laughs> another boy from South Carolina. Another, Aiken, South Carolina, he's from. I, I, that's what I always forget. It's like, I, I know just the whole family. I be forgetting, oh, yeah, he is from Aiken. <laughs> Aiken, South Carolina. Yeah. But, yeah. So, so, with that said, you know, we um we as we come to a close, this is like church. It's about time for the offering, but uh, All right. it's time for the second offering, is it? But <laughs> every year, my my mom has this this cookout, and she invites way too many people. Um, <laughs> even though me as the mayor, I keep thinking that I'm gonna have to call the police on my mama. But uh, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? but she has this what I call Miss Jackie's world famous cookout. So. Yes. By, by you being on the show, on the podcast, you are one of the cultured and country alumni, so that make you a cousin. So hey. you invited to the cookout. What would you, two-part question, what would you bring to the cookout? 
And what would you leave with on your covered plate? Oh, oh. You can get see. two since you eating for two. I get two? Yeah. yeah, I'm eating for two. I need two. Let me see. Let me see. So, like, I've, I've been mastering my macaroni and cheese. You know, so I think I, I'm at a I'm at a place where I can bring that out and let people <laughs> and, and, and me honored. Um, you're, you're at a consumption rate now. You're at a consumption yeah, rate. Yeah, yeah, I'm proud of it. So I'll bring I'll bring me some mac and cheese when I'm bringing back. I'm with my cover my cover plate. I'm putting in. I'm definitely getting some stuff off the grill. <laughs> we um, got it. I know y'all got some good chicken on the grill, so I'm bringing some chicken back. Um, and banana pudding. You got that? I got to have some yeah. banana pudding. Oh man, we yeah. look. Look. I gotta give you some banana pudding. So that that and some veg- whatever vegetables y'all got, I gotta. I look at it. She lied. She don't want no vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> she want she want meat and banana pudding. <laughs> I do. That is what I want. But I gotta make sure the baby got some vegetables. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, man, I get it. Well, I appreciate you taking the time, and definitely, I, I guess like you've done this twice now. Um, I tell people it's it's some it's a little merch coming soon. Hey, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're we gonna push this whole thing out now. We're we gonna do it. That's it. You know. <laughs> so hey look, I've been looking at commercial space. I'm like, man, I should give me like a studio space, have my little coffee cup. Listen. All that. Like people I'm like listen. Hey. You make that happen, I'll write a play and <laughs> I'm telling you. I look, shouts out to Keith. I, I got my guy Keith, he can shoot it. You know that that video that um that Crystal did of about her hair, her hair story, yeah, her hair journey. Yeah. Keep shot it. Shot oh, yeah, it. We need to... in in my living room. Oh wow! That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, that was great. Hey, I'm saying we care a lot of people. We got it. We got That's it. Right. Small town folk. So That's right. So, but with with all that, I don't want to belabor the point. Thank you again for taking the time uh, to to do all this. When when the world does reopen, I, I told you I, I owe you and Justin a trip. I'm gonna come up there to DC. I'm I'm asking y'all early if I don't find a room at a decent rate. Listen, I give y'all eighty dollars. Let me catch your you, couch. You, don't even do that. <laughs> you know you always got a place to stay. That's uh, nothing. Well, well, I appreciate it. Um, yet again, you are a cousin of the show. Thank you, and definitely tell your fam I said what's up and. You are definitely lifted up in prayer by me and my whole family. So, most definitely, thank you, bro. And again, congratulations on this amazing podcast. So proud of you and honored to be a part of it.